Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane, South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane Live! <laughs> Woo! How good was Henry and Loser? That's his mic. Yeah, it's my mic. <laughs> I lose it to my mic. How are we, guys? Bugger. We limber. Good. We taught. I'm just annoyed that the plan to do the Joe Dwyer solo show was ruined there. That was very clever of you. Bugger it. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, welcome to the second time we've done the Galar because of COVID. So you guys are at the show number two. Get show up for two. Show two. Show two, second in name, but not second in quality or attractiveness. Good show, show one, we're going to let you in. It yeah. just sucked. It was Terrible. like no one was on their game. The audience, racist. Yep. <laughs> Every, everyone was too awkward to drink. No so one was very sober. It was like, you know, when you go to a semi mm. uh, and it's a family friend and you've never met her, so you're just talking to her mum the whole time. Like, if yeah. I impress the mum, then maybe the date will talk to me as St. Readers. I believe you, this brings up, it, we're already off track, but <laughs> jo Joe's so the same true. age as my sister Emily, and I'm pretty sure he did come to like a prees for a formal yeah. there. And you've never seen a man charm the parents, but not his date, as no, much as Joe no. Dwyer. Henry's mum is here and can attest to that, but I forgot the name of the date, so that's oh. a... <laughs> but not my mum's. Um, folks, this is going to be awesome. Um, we Give yourselves a clap as Unpakistanis. Yeah. Yeah, is it, is it okay for us to say Unpakistanis? Because we thought it was absolutely fine as two white guys, but there's been a, a whisper of pushback. Sham, that's fine. <laughs> Look at this. Thanks, Sham. Beautiful. Suck on that. Because yeah, literally this week, a, guy, a friend of the show and a keen Unpakistani, Max, messaged us and was like, oh, I wore the shirt to work. And it says Unpakistani on the back, and I got a lot of stick from some people going, oh, well, you're saying Unpakistani. As in, mm. that's like a negative to be a Pakistani, which I was like, oh shit. And I kind of went back when like, it's just a pun, it's just weak, I'm so. And he was mm. like, yeah, in fairness, the person was Pakistani. Right. To which I was like, I'm so sorry. And he goes, nah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it would be weird though, if that were true and like, you went to your workplace and someone's wearing a shirt that says, friend of the show and very un-Henry Brett's of you. <laughs> You'd feel very personally attacked. I'd be, I'd have questions. Yeah. But uh, someone did like comment, mm on our Instagram yesterday, someone like was like tagged being like, oh, what do you think of Unpakistanis? And one of the best clapbacks we've call. ever got, great they go, all I want to know is their stance on Brisraeli. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a war brewing and we don't mm. know how to talk about it in the right way. <laughs> no. So we're going to move right past it. But just be aware it's out there. Uh, great to have you. Oh, the TV's going to turn off. Oh, this was so are... fucking awkward at the last show. The it... TV turned off like mid-gig and we needed it. What, what button should and... I... Is volume a safe bet? Just go volume. It is. Hey. Uh, but you know what? I'm one of those people at 34. That's an awkward nut. Let's... That's no. good. It's 36. Yeah. This is going to be great when we release the number. episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's all visual. Um, great to be at uh, the Flame and Galar. Yeah. Uh, Who's heard of this place? Yeah. <laughs> we love it here. Leon, the owner's out the back. There he is. Hey, He's Leon. killing it. Thanks top for coming. Top of Roma back. Street and the top of our hearts. What a fabulous place. And just to the bar staff, just start vacuuming now. Yeah, just yeah. like we need. If you want to put on the dishwasher as loud as possible, go bananas. We, we operate on lots of background noise. It'd be awesome. <laughs> 
Um, but guys, this is this is very fun. We're, so we're doing Milton. Uh, yeah. We spoke about it last time, but we've got a whole new raft of things to talk yeah. about about Milton, i.e. the things that people laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that Henry should say that because we rehearse every single line of this show. Yeah. Uh, so if we get anything wrong, you'll know very clearly because we'll cry and walk off stage. But Our uh, scripts are written in Braille on yeah. the ground and we sort of just <laughs> feel it out. For it. <laughs> Foot Braille. Anyway, uh, this is a segment we do, you might have heard of. It's called Wikipedia Wig Out. Wikipedia Wig, wig, wig Out. Did you guys hear that? It's a bit, Im- bit impressive, isn't it? Because it sounds like Henry, but, you know, it's just out of a box. Bloody that cost $800 and we don't know why. <laughs> Very expensive. JobKeeper. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get the economy moving. So, um, now, now, Henry, we traditionally start off Wikipedia with, uh, if you've listened to the show, Henry guessing the population of the suburb. Who here hasn't? <laughs> who well, here hasn't bought- listened to the show? Well, that's good for people who bought tickets to listen to the show. That's so that's a, I mean, also, we're five check. minutes in. By definition, they've listened to the show. They're doing oh, it right now. That's a bloody second to Ducks of Terrace right there. <laughs> Look at that mind. Look at that mind go. Uh, now, but Henry, so you guessed the population last time and abysmally. You were well off. Yeah. But I'm going to guess you... I'm going to get you to guess a new thing this week. Fuck, I thought this would be the one week I was dead no, on. No, no. <laughs> you thought you'd be fine. Now, this isn't that interesting... But I really well, by all to means, tell it to our paying <laughs> audience then. But I really want to know what uh, you think the answer is. Mm. So we talked about uh, Eaton's Hill last week. We it, did. You know, roughly 75% of people who live in Eaton's Hill, Australian-born, national average of 66%. What percentage of people who live in Milton do you think are Australian-born? Mm. Minorly racially charged question, Henry. <laughs> How's he going to play it? Show one would have loved it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God, let's go, like, 54? 55%. You've got oh. to hand it to him. Oh. He's back. He's back in the Come winner's on, circle. Baby. Give well me percentages done. every day. Well done. Percentage, not population. But what does the Wikipedia page tell us? Because we have it printed out. I'll tell you now and loud. Um, From the office works Milton, so Tyken. Yeah. There you go. I still had to pay. Terrible. The suburb mm. is a mixture of light industry, warehouses, commercial offices, retail, and single and multiple occupancy residences. Now, isn't, for one, isn't that just all the things that can be in a suburb? Yep, well, they just listed them: trees, roads, <laughs> yeah. the sky. If you look the right uh, way, some people living alone, bit depressing. Some people living in share houses, pretty cool. You know? Yeah. I will say, like, we, we did touch on this last time, but, like, the... True of the whole episode. Which we'll say. <laughs> um, but, like, stunningly residential in areas, and then most of it is just full commercial warehouse. Yeah. Like, there's just, especially on the Hewsler Terrace area, it's just, like, full-scale warehouses mm. and then family homes across the oh, road. I think there's, like, two residential streets in Milton, which makes it so weird that... Who said, yeah... <laughs> yeah. Uh, testify. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Fucking real estate agent. Like, yes, there is, Joe. And thanks for bringing on, yeah. it up. And one's actually an avenue. Good call. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. There's all these random places. And because they're all these light industrial warehouses, they're not places we've heard of. It's like mm. random. There's there's a Castlemaine sports club. There's Blue Dog Training. Yeah. What the fuck do they do at Blue Dog Training? We walk past Blue Dog Training like every morning to get a coffee. I've never seen anyone go in, never seen anyone go out. Least of all, a Blue dog. I've never seen a blue dog. I've seen Red Dog. Very good Australian yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. I've never it's seen the blue sad. dog. I guess no. they're all at training. They're all at training. Like, but 
Well, it got weirder because we were having a coffee the other day and mm. we saw these six guys in white business shirts, like that one there and like that one there. <laughs> uh, the six guys walk in, get a coffee right next to Blue Dog Training. And we were like, is this part these of working? The Blue Dog. <laughs> He's a Blue Dog. He's had a nickname to work there. It's like the Reservoir Dogs sequel that Quentin Tarantino <laughs> never made. But it's, yeah, it was it's a weird spot. Mm. But I think indicative of the fact that we don't know what goes on in those mm. warehouses. And despite having two weeks to look it up, we didn't. So no. up in the air for all Maybe of you as like well. Maybe it's like a canine mental health facility, which oh, I'm like absolutely going to talk about on Are You OK Day. <laughs> Here we go. Let's, let's make a Are You OK Day? <laughs> Scooby-Doo is like the advocate of Are You Okay, though? Are you depressed? <laughs> well, he smokes a lot of weed. That's probably why. Yeah, Shaggy's like, I'm real fucking paranoid, man. <laughs> Let's just do the Scooby-Doo special again. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Are these Scooby Snacks Xanax? Or, uh... Uh, the suburb's name was derived from the farm name Milton Farm, used from the late 1840s by Ambrose Elridge, chemist. They said that like it was cool. <laughs> Terry White, chemist. <laughs> Elridge named the farm after John Milton, the English poet. So, so he's did he it. just get to name it? I mean, that seems to be a theme of most early Brisbane yeah. suburbs is that they were like, you're here, what's it called? A girl like Milton. Um, <laughs> so, oh, there you go. It's like, I mean, it seems a bit much, because usually it's a councilman, it's a government person. This is just an English author. Yeah, it's usually just some old racist guy. I mean, John, sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, John Milton sounds like a racist name. John Milton, because, yeah, it was just his favourite poet, and he named yeah. it after it's it. It's like being like, oh, yeah, you know, um, you know, my favourite suburb, Rolling. We could oh. go to the Rolling Hotel. Oh, I've got to yeah. drive to fucking 21st in Cherub tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cherub would be an outer suburb as well. It'd be awkward if you name your suburb after someone and they got cancelled, though. Like, yeah, I... Um, <laughs> There's this 18th at the R. Kelly Sports Club. <laughs> and some of the kids are underage. They really didn't think it through. Heaps of piss, though. We're gonna <laughs> Free piss, you bloody bet, mate. Between 1900 and 1962, Milton was... This is interesting. ...was served <laughs> by trams running along wow. Milton Road from Tawong and Rainworth, with the latter branching off at... Bar Who cares? The services were withdrawn <laughs> after the disastrous Paddington Tram Depot fire... Oh, no. ...and they were replaced by buses. So this is a bit more on the fire. Yeah. Um, the Paddington Tram Depot in Brisbane, Australia, sure, um, was destroyed by fire on the night of... Da -da -da -da. Can you tell me more about the route the tram went? No. 65 of Brisbane's trams were destroyed. Shit. The destruction oh. of the depot is generally seen as the beginning of the end for Brisbane's tram system, providing the justification <laughs> for the subsequent closure of four tram routes and the gradual encroachment of bus operation on other tram routes. My favourite thing in that, which mm. I highlighted, is... The huge fire that destroyed the entirety of the trams was the beginning of the end for the trams of Brisbane. Like, it was, a, it was an early <laughs> symbol that heralded a slow decline when there were no fucking trams left. The end, the end of World War II was the beginning of the end of the housing market in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, because there's no fucking houses Also, left. it's only, and I didn't realise this the first time we said it in the first show, it's only now that I realise that sounds so much like a bunch of bus drivers got together and burnt down the tram depot. Hell yeah. Like that is, so, I know you love conspiracies, Henry, <laughs> yeah. and that sounds so fucking suspicious. It, well, I mean, it's like when Hitler burnt down that building to be like, see, you have to give me all these emergency powers. Yep. It's like that. It's exactly <laughs> like that. His worst crime. <laughs> Joe the other day goes, did any post come to the house? And I go, no. And he goes, 
there's this book about Hitler that I ordered that hasn't shown up. Yeah. I was like, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not on a watch list or anything. It's, uh, I mean, we already I have think a, it's anti. It's a, yeah, I, I'm assuming so. It's not mine, Ken. <laughs> no. Which we already Which have. Which we also have. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing about it is like, I guess, well, the other, I guess trans are only really big in Melbourne now. So yeah. maybe those pesky bus drivers you mentioned were like, oh, they, they did us we, don't wanna, we don't want to end up like Melbourne. And hey, look at Melbourne. <laughs> Fucking disaster. How's being inside, dickheads? Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to three clubs tonight. Time to catch three different Ubers of $40 each. Comes out, it was like Fucking Dan Melbourne. Andrews, like great grandpa. He's like, I'm going to fuck over my grandson. <laughs> tenant. You know how you... <laughs> yeah, tenant. No, tenant. <laughs> Dandrits. <laughs> um, uh, it's oh, a temporal yeah. pincer tram. It goes nowhere. It's just circles. It's really annoying. On the other side of... Boomerang Street stood another notable Milton Street that comes back. <laughs> Do a Yui. Um, yeah. The the Arnott also Tenet. <laughs> sure, I've everyone seen it. The Arnott's biscuit. It's been out for like a day. <laughs> the Arnott's biscuit factory used to be in Milton. It was demolished in the 1990s after Arnott's moved their Brisbane operations to Geebung. So that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fuck. Milton's a bit nice. Where should we go? Mm, um, hey, we were going to go to drinks at Scratch Bar and then somewhere else in Milton, but they're booked out. So should we go to G-Bung, the natural second choice after Milton? Honest question. Where the fuck is G-Bung? Yeah, I don't know. Is I know. it north? Actually. Oh, no, you live there. Is. What? They work there. Where? So you're a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mobile office, it really is. You don't fill anyone with the country roads vest. <laughs> it's more co- like the Silk Road jumper <laughs> you left at home. Oh, uh, that's, um, yeah, well, that's G- good. It's north. That's not- I bought a second-hand TV from G-Bung. Sure. Uh, the one we use to this day. And then we cracked it open and got high. <laughs> <laughs> we got a boogie board from there too. Yeah. <laughs> it also just sounds like G... I guess like G-Bong. G- yeah. G-Bong. It's also clearly two words that they put into one. Like, oh, it's, it's like, like G. Imagine bung. being like, oh, G, bung. bung. You're like, I'm going to call you bung from now on, so when you piss me, oh, G, bung. <laughs> Imagine that, though. They could have had the Arnott's yeah. Biscuit Factory and the 4X Brewery in the same suburb. Like, they could have been even more iconically so Australian iconic. than they already are. 4X Gold, Box of Shapes, you'd be absolutely A laughing. classic combo. A classic, yeah. I do think that is a classic combo. Who was it literally, like, two days ago, someone was like, we were talking about spicy foods, and someone goes... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it? It's my mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's long held this opinion. And she goes, barbecue shapes are too spicy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have a box of barbecue shapes only when my mum wasn't around because they were dad's favourite, but it was like, your mum just can't handle them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, chicken crimpies for us. <laughs> Which are superior. Yeah. Coming from the guy whose favourite food is bread. Yeah, plain white bread. So speaking of though, we should speak about the Forex Brewery. We should. Important part of the subject. Which uh, blokes of about 18 to yeah. 24 have been doing for the last uh, five years to the uh, to the joys of popular yeah. culture. Oh, oh I think fucking milk your head and bloody milk oh, bloody, mango. Uh, bloody brown snake, yeah, mate. Keep bloody go to the brown snake. Oh, have you listened to Powderfinger lately? Oh, yeah, oh, fucking milk mango and Powderfinger. Baby, yeah, yeah. I got oh, you oh, on my cricket. Yeah, bloody, like. bloody uh, you know what an Instagram story could always do with my bloody sunsets. <laughs> oh, I hate yeah, women. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know how to talk to them, which is why I hate them. We went to Terrace. We know these things. We went to school with Bernard Fanning. It's fine. Fuck, Batuta Advocate's pretty fucking funny, though, man. Holy shit. Just see that one, they did, a, just see that one they did about beer. Usually the, 
You see their 19 straight article about man wakes up hungover. That's pretty awesome. I'm glad they interviewed the fucking Prime Minister. Me at Sunday session feels too drunk for Monday work 11k likes. <laughs> Fuck the Patuda. This advocates. is so us. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking everyone. In, 18, in 1877, brothers Nicholas Fitzgerald and Edward Fitzgerald, fellas Nick and Ed, and they bought Fissies. the... <laughs> They bought the site of a failing distillery and created a brewery, Ah. which they named after an existing brewery that they owned in Castlemaine, Victoria, in the Victorian goldfields. It all comes together. Uh, Now, yeah, I think as you've written... I was going to say, I put it in there. It's scary how much Forex Gold, the iconic Queensland beer, has a Victorian association. Mm. We That's why they this, burnt the trams. Well, literally, we were this close from having the Forex Armand Latte. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one down. <laughs> <laughs> and you all loved he it. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. And, uh, well, this is funny. Like, the, the first beverage, so firstly, they didn't have Forex. It was 3X. So it started as 3Xs. Bloody Joe's dating history over here. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> And the, it was the first one was the 3X sparkling <laughs> ale. S- the, imagine if they still had a 3X sparkling... The 4X goal compared to the 3X sparkling, sparkling ale. ale. It's just their complete opposite. I love the 4X's. It's one syllable. It's goal. Dry. Well, no, they're always heavy. like... Yeah. They're it's always very harsh. They're very mass... Yeah. Who said heavy's two syllables? He- and also, they don't make those anymore. They don't have to be monosyllabic, <laughs> but like they often aren't dry, yeah. gold... Bitter's two. Bitter is two. <laughs> yeah, but like... Yeah, but it's not sparkling ale, is it? The stronger the beer gets, they add a syllable. Yeah. That's a way of telling you. It's like the Forex Timbuk two. You're going to be fucked. Don't draw it. But that's just three. <laughs> I mean, that does sound... <laughs> Don't take a hedron. Don't take no, 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 no. It's basically wine, mate. Have the Forex Gallipoli. There's something Four very syllables. manly, which is obviously their target market about... Monosyllabalism. Uh, chicks can't drink beer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dig in. Huge reveal. Get a Pinot Grigio. Um, like, 4X... Sure. Uh, 4X Gold. Yeah, you're right. Like, like, it's so clearly meant to be, you know... 4X like, Dad. I think that's I can see what them bringing out that for far- 4X Dad. You know, it's not 4X healthy relationship with your father. It's 4X Dad. 4X Cum. <laughs> Anyone want a cup of 4X cum? Mate, hold the 4X. Let's just drink it straight. <laughs> You've been looking great lately. Going to the gym. <laughs> On Perfect. your apple juice. Good side. Oh. Their business... No. 4X... 4X was introduced <laughs> yeah, that with is new, a new advertising campaign in 1924. The advertising, as you'll know, <laughs> included a depiction of a little man wearing a suit with a smile, a wink and a boater hat... The so-called Forex man soon became one of the most recognised symbols in Queensland. And Give it up for the Forex man. Yeah. And, and how annoyed BBC would be that the whole boater hat idea was stolen. They're <laughs> <laughs> like a little man wearing a blazer and a boater hat. He either screams college at the rugby match or is a 4X man. Here's a good idea. Let's make a hat out of straw. Those kids won't get bullied. <laughs> oh. um, no, but like... I do love the 4X man. He's so iconic. And I like in that how they say little because he's quite big when we see him on yeah, the... He must be like 10 metres tall. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a giant on stage. We, who do you, 
who do you think would play the 4X man in a movie? We've actually, we've argued about this. I think we have totally different takes. I think it should be like a Danny DeVito, like a little comic relief goblin-y type character. I don't <laughs> imagine, I yeah. don't imagine the 4X man as the lead. Well, is, he has to be Australian. Yeah. So true. who's the Australian Danny DeVito? Oh, Magda, Z- Magda Zabanski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Tonight, I'll be eating Kim. Or whatever the ad. <laughs> What's the ad? Tonight, I'll be eating Forex Gold. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I feel like... But if, if they did... I mean, would there be a Forex woman in this film as well? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just trying to make up for your comment earlier. Fair enough. For, Thanks, bro. For pedestrian TV. <laughs> <laughs> They're always watching. They are. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think I said Hugh Jackman last time. Yeah, it's a bit close. He would be like, I'm imagining like Baz Luhrmann's Australia, the story of the 4X Man. Well, the like, greatest showman was very 4X Manny in a way. Was it? I don't know. I, I, I can't it. imagine. It's a musical about a circus Who guy. Who said the 4X it's the movie couldn't four, be a musical? It's the least 4X thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Not the sparkling ale. That's true. Yeah, it's very the, 3X. The 3X sparkling ale was the greatest showman, but yeah. I'm gonna, well, you can lock in Danny DeVito. I'll lock in Danny DeVito. <laughs> Uh, I'll lock in Rose Byrne for the 4X woman. Oh, she's got a sort of great energy. Okay. There's a reason I'm not a casting director. I don't know how to describe this shit. Well, to counter your... You've been real progressive on us yeah. and made me look... Oh, Idris Elba will play my 4X oh. man. <laughs> Moving on. Um, nice. Now, but, but last thing, I was going to say, you've been to the 4X factory. We've been dancing around mm. this, but this is almost the biggest structure in Milton. It's at the heart of our city. The 4X man is waving his hat at you while you drive, which is insane. <laughs> but you've been in the guts, haven't you, Henry? Have. Who's done the tour? Has anyone done that? Yeah. Pretty good. Couple of polite they hands up the back. Feel they, free to yell. They could have put like in a bit more effort, I feel. Like it was, did you guys have it? They, I was there on a Friday and everyone had knocked off and there was like nothing going on. It was, and the, like the distillery just wasn't doing anything. So I didn't have a great time, but it was, it didn't have that. <laughs> it's just a sad story about a bad day you had. No, <laughs> so it was, not much no, happened. I had to go for fucking I tell work. 50 people about it. I had to go for work. Oh. Georgie, Georgie was there. Remember we went you really there for do work? work in media, don't you? <laughs> yeah. We had a good time, but like, yeah, it was just nothing going on. You know when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, how it was still all happening? Yeah. I mean, five children died or whatever, but like... Yeah, I, I was going to... Uh, you don't want to invoke that. You're like, yeah, the Forex Factory was great, man. Unfortunately, I lost four of my colleagues <laughs> to very fat Danny DeVito-looking motherfuckers in boaters. It sucked when the kid daft. who watched TV too much fell in. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you deserve to die because you chew gum. <laughs> Welcome to the 40s. Augustus Gwomp, in you go, you fatty. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. He was just like, oh, fuck. And just got yeah. I'll drink my way out. Taking an alcoholic to the 4X factory. <laughs> oh, that'll do. Uh, Wikipedia wig out. Yeah. Now onto the real stuff with another transition. Next well, slide. On a river and don't you ever forget a kid. Oh, well, this. This is a little embarrassing. Social media manager Set. Chris Kadai. <laughs> lot of laughs. <laughs> A lot of laughs from the guys who are behind us, which is quite intimidating. (laughs) Shit. Someone poured a beer on me earlier and I now have it narrowed down to five. (laughs) When I hear a laugh from behind me... Number six. If I hear a laugh from behind me, I usually get king hit by Henry Ferrier. This sucks. (laughs) True. Back to our paying members. Um, (laughs) Let's talk first. We have to talk about this immediately. 
Yeah. A Suncorp Stadium. Suncorp Stadium. I think it's the beating heart of Brisbane, let alone Milton, Henry. Yeah. But should it even be called Suncorp Stadium? There's a big debate because... Mm? My, my, my mum and I talk about this a lot. You go oh, on. okay. Well, she can have the mic. Sorry to go all Oedipus on you there. Um, <laughs> on Sorry. You. Calm down, bro. My mum and I talk about this. <laughs> Sorry, Hamlet here. Just needs to bring mum in a bit. No, go but on. no, because it used to be Lang Park. It's been there for about 120 years, and obviously Suncorp got the naming rights. Now its name is technically... Suncorp Stadium at the Lang Park, they which is very do. awkward. Mm. But it's purely generational. You can tell someone's age in Brisbane by do they go to Lang Park or do they go to Suncorp? Well, I think Lang Park, in the way of vinyl, is making a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, it's like true. I think you you call it Lang Park. I call it Lang Park. I've got the retro Broncos jersey, my film camera, and a vinyl of Dire Straits. I'm like, gonna, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to Lang Park. You're going to need those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, be funny. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Handy. <laughs> nah, it's good. I, I like. I agree. I like Lang Park better. Suncorp as well. Like the motherfuckers caused the floods. Yeah, it's not a lot of goodwill about insurance <laughs> companies. Call it the Wyvernhoe Stadium. Just, <laughs> just go all the way. It is better. The worst stadium sponsor name in Australia is in Melbourne, and it's Marvel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> it makes absolutely fucking no sense. Tonight's ref Iron Man. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Marvel Stadium sucks. <laughs> Ridiculous. But so another major part of Suncorp, Henry, is mm. the fact it's it's the cauldron. You know, it's got this great mythology about Queenslanders. But that's partly an actual thing. They put steel beams in the roof, which jet fuel can't melt. Yeah. It's tomorrow. The anniversary oh, is tomorrow, shit. Henry. Well, let's rest in let's peace. rein it in. <laughs> Never forget. But they've got these beams in the building and it's all caved over. And upon reading this, I was like, gee, they couldn't have done that at the Flame and Galah. <laughs> We're recording a show. Why can't this sound like a cauldron? Now, we're taking our, our same <laughs> tactic of roast to the venue, yeah. um, which works so well at Fritzenberger, but who it won't is, have us back. It's very it's very intimidating to be there when there's 52,500 Queenslanders. Yeah, couldn't agree more. That's well, great not, when you're one of them. There's not a bad seat in the Suncorp. No, no, not a bad seat at the Flaming Glass. No. Except for that one with beers on it. You just shatter glass. And Zoe, everything. who's making a pyramid yeah. out of her glasses it's there. just like schoolies. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you had, a, you had an interesting yeah. thing you want to talk about that... I don't remember. Yeah, no. So I, I, I've been to Suncorp, you know, ever since I was young. I loved going there and, and always loved the atmosphere. But in 2018, it was the Origin Decider, Game 3. Henry's got one ticket through work and very kindly decides to give it to me. Probably knows that I'd be a bit, you know, more into the game than he is. So I go alone. Um, absolute nosebleeds. So I didn't really need to thank you afterwards. But <laughs> terrible seat. I'm there alone. We just said there's not a bad one in Suncorp, yeah. but, but do go on. Uh, it, it became bad. Yeah. I was there alone, and that already looks quite suspicious uh, because I'm sat next to these three girls who can't be more than 12 or 13. And they're, they're very polite. They're very nice. How was your ankle bracelet? It yeah. would have been <laughs> Would it like, look like a fucking blue light disco down there for Joe's ankle? <laughs> Well, Amy Shark. I'm just into the game. Please. <laughs> Amy Shark's playing. They're like, can we cut the light show above there? It looks like What's the that siren? It looks like the fucking Brisbane festival on a Saturday night. Oh, aliens! Oh no, we're just doing something. But I'm I'm there, and and Henry, I get quite vocal during rugby league games. So I'm literally watching this. You know, three young girls beside me. I'm going, get the fuck up and tackle Carney, you fucking grub. This is utter dog shit. Referee's got his fucking eyes painted on. Nice to have his leg fucking broken after the game. Just popping off for the entire game. Daily, you know, Daily Cherry Evans was captain. I disagree with the decision. And he fucking heard about it for the whole game. 
60 minutes in, I'm sweating more than Henry doing stand-up. <laughs> and I'm so or intent on the game. <laughs> and I just start hearing out of the corner of my ear, just, sir, 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 sir please. Can you please stop swearing? We're 13 years old. And I felt so embarrassed. I was looking. These girls were next to their parents as well. It's just been 60 minutes of horrendous stuff for me. And you know why I really hurt Henry? Is I remember being six years old at the rugby league and the way I heard cunt for the first time is a guy behind me said it and my dad turned around to say, hey, mate, can you cut that out? I've got a kid here. I have become what I most despise. (laughs) I am my own worst enemy at the rugby league. It is a nightmare. You told something last week similar related to your dad in the um, in the context of the yeah. Broncos. Well, it's, 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 it's a weird... I think we should talk about, you know, a key part of Suncorp is the Broncos and our early Broncos memories. Now, I need the audience to come with me on this because this is conceptually weird. You know when you're young, and I mean like three or four... And you can't quite tell the difference between reality and fiction. Like you're watching a movie, you kind of think it's happening to you, like that level. So I would go to Suncorp and watch games with my dad. He's sitting right next to me and my dad's bald. And I watched Darren Lockyer play, who is also bald and was a similar age to my dad at the time. So for two years growing up, I thought Darren Lockyer was my dad. I, I watched games of rugby league with my dad. I was, but I was never like, oh, why is he there? And also passing the ball to Corey Parker. I was just like, gee, it's pretty cool that my bald father plays 5-8 for the Broncos. It was only like when I was like five that I was like, that's nah, crazy. He's not my dad. Hey, Joe. Darren Lockyer's not my dad. I've got a word for you, mate. Tenant. <laughs> I want to quickly show you something as well. We'll get. We'll talk a lot more on the Broncos. I'll give you a hand with your cable here, Henry. Oh, cheers. But um, I. Well, so tell me about an iconic Bronco, Henry, because there's one in particular. Wally Lewis, iconic Bronco, oh, yeah. and um, until two Wednesdays, I work at Nova, and um, essentially I did a bit of work oh, no. with the Brecky Show, Ash Kip, Lutzi, and Susie O'Neill, um, and they, in their um, mm. exceeding cleverness, their decided enduring wisdom. To send me out, um, and Lutzi was putting the road scholarship to work here. Um, we, <laughs> he's got one as good as Tony Abbott does, you know. <laughs> you can't fire me. Um, but we essentially like they sent me out to do stunts, and it was um, there was some sort of rugby celebration they wanted to do. Um, so they sent me out to, uh, I guess, honour one of the great uh, Queensland Maroons. Uh, so they dress me up as the Wally Lewis statue and for an entire morning I have to run around Brisbane just like standing in iconic spots being the on the go uh, where's Wally and my, my route to get the coffee in the morning walks past Suncorp so I just saw Henry organically doing this and this was about 7am and I was just like I didn't hear you leave that morning so I was just like morning mate and you're like yeah can I Joey how are you <laughs> We live very different lives. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to take this moment to remind you I have a law degree. Um, uh, This was... See, it's it's pretty cool there. Have you seen a sadder thing than a Let's Go Broncos sign leaning up against the shins of a bloke with a hundred fucking thousand dollar education? My God. And no one got around it. We'll do that later. What a tease. Fucking we rinse good chat. Um, <laughs> we'll see that later. No, um, I, do, I do love that, Henry. It's weird because gold paint can kill you. Yeah. Like, it can make you suffocate. 
Hell yeah, mate. Die yeah. for the gold. Um, but the, <laughs> the other thing, the is like moving away from sport, and we will move back to it, but... Mm. Um, We're jocks. So, um, well, one of... <laughs> That's why we do a podcast. We want to do one about rugby, but we're not brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, but, so moving away from it, one of my most iconic memories of Suncorp Stadium was the Coldplay concert they had there mm. that everyone seemed to be at. Is, is that the glow stick wristband paradise this era was, Coldplay This was concert? during the Milo Zolotto album where they were like, let's not make music for a while. Um, <laughs> and then fucking Coldplay. And this was, keep in mind the band that everyone was like, they are the number one rock band <laughs> in the world. No one does rock like Coldplay. It's like, really? Because the glow up fucking bracelets and the bouncy balloons <laughs> that they had going with Chris Martin, who like covers more meters than Corey Oates in Suncorp when he's doing a concert there. He's just like Chris Martin. Has anyone seen a Coldplay concert? He moves. Couple of ashamed yeses over there. (laughs) No, I'm proud. (laughs) How good's the scientist? It's my breakup song. (laughs) But like, he like fucking bolts around this runway they build and the whole time kind of separate to any song. He's just like, all right, well, that was our song. Whoa, whoa. And the other band members just put their instruments down and watch Chris Martin run around for a bit. (laughs) It's the weird, he's like fucking, I don't know where he gets his energy from. He's just bouncing around on Juju Beans and Gwyneth Paltrow's placenta, but like, <laughs> in a yogurt. Um, uh, isn't it called Goop? Goop! <laughs> Great G-bung. brand name. Um, Goop bung. Yeah, no, but. Uh, oh, but that is fun. I'm uh, glad you saw Coldplay. Oh, I tell us it. the fun thing about parking. Oh yeah, we learnt this the other day and it's amazing. Well, the one thing about parking, you know when they say, you know, Lang Park traffic area restrictions during a Brisbane Raw game? Height of optimism. (laughs) Brisbane's four Greek people can fit into one car. (laughs) They can fucking share. You could probably park on the field and the Raw would (laughs) apologise to you. (laughs) Like, oh, it's all sorry. Uh, But no, we did find out something really interesting. Like, you know how outside the front of Suncorp on the Wally Lewis side, there's sort of an empty area flanked by statues of origin greats like Arthur Beetson and Darren Lockyer that occasionally (laughs) occasionally has a car there. Turns out, fully legal to park there. It's a council parking area. It's 2p, but no one ever checks because it's that bold. You can park at the Wally Lewis statue. My mate goes to the PCYC at Lang Park and he goes, yeah, I park there all the time. There's never a parking inspector because they always just assume if you're there, you're there for a reason. If I see a car there, I'm just like, oh, it's the news. I'm literally like, oh, it's like Wally Lewis in his capacity as nine news or as an ex-Origin great. We saw Wally Lewis at the Paddo the other night Mm. and And he paid us to mention him in this show. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he comes up, I get 90 cents and a drop of his sweat. (laughs) He's a great. (laughs) Yeah, but he was at the Paddo. Firstly, I reckon he was at the Paddo at like 10 past 7. Or like, no, 10 past 8. Keep in mind that, no, what time's Channel 7 News? 6. Yeah. So it was 10 past 7, I think. he does the sport, which is famously at the end of the news. So he must have covered the distance from their studios to the Mm. Paddo in like... And he wasn't wasn't with mates. He wasn't with his wife. He was by himself Mm. in like a blazer just trying to get into the Paddo's airport security. And Joe was just like, imagine just like going to a pub like a hundred meters away from a gold statue of yourself. Just how that you'd be, would feel. You'd be, you'd be pissed off the statue's not at the pub because you'd want to be able to go to people. You're like, yeah, just uh, two pints of gold, thanks. It's me. <laughs> Pretty similar. Yeah. This is a bit bigger. But so uh, we, do, we, we do that and we just get Unpacking Brisbane up on Apple Podcasts and show bartenders. <laughs> or just have it on a TV behind us. Oh, we were at Brewski before this. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. And um, 
Oh, Mr. Ski's here. Cool. <laughs> His wife, Brew. <laughs> we um we were there, and then we were sitting at this table, and you know we don't like to bring these moments up, but uh, we were recognised. Um, and these people go, "You're from Unpacking Brisbane," and we go, "Yes, yes, yes." And then I actually recognised one of the girls through mm. like uni, and so I was like, "Oh," and they're like, "Oh, you guys are Unpacking Brisbane." I go, "And you're Olivia," and she goes, "And you're Joe." <laughs> <laughs> To which, oh, to which I look up from my buffalo chicken burger and I'm like, you'll find that's actually me, sweetheart. <laughs> uh-huh. Once again, confused for Joe. <laughs> um, Walking on packing Brisbane with Joe and not Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's very satisfying. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, we all know the food at Suncorp's overpriced, so we'll blow right past that. Yep. And let's talk about... Elephant in the room, the Brisbane Broncos. They're a perfect team. It's been a perfect season. We have nothing more to say on it. Yeah, great um, team. Uh, I'm really proud of them. Henry, what was your big Broncos moment growing up? Because outside of mine, and I know, oh, Christ. But outside of mine with my dad, I uh, I always felt that the, you know, the Hog's Breath Cafe mascot, the hog. The pig. This big pink hog. It was always really sexual with the cheerleaders. Yep. Like, it got involved with the cheerleaders in a way I never expected from a pig. Yeah, bro, that was like Although my... I should have. <laughs> well, he's a pig of a man. He's a pig. <laughs> and this that is guy's a man a pig. of a pig. <laughs> he looked, oh, yeah, no, you're, like, not wrong. I mean, for the listeners, sorry, but, like, he just did a lot of... As like his own, he couldn't do a fucking backflip because the head was no. like eight meters wide. <laughs> so this guy's just doing this the whole game to the cheerleaders, and everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. and, "And I'm convinced the Hogsbreath mascot is about like a forty-eight year old dude." No, he like, died. What? Yeah, this was in the news like a few years ago. What? The guy, yeah, there was one guy who. This is sad. There was one guy who was famously the Hogsbreath mascot, and he passed away. I don't even have a joke. I just remembered that from I seeing. Mean, I mean, I, I hate to, I hate to stomp on the grave of this treasured Brisbane icon. Don't you just replace a mascot when they die? Yeah, I imagine like they, Nova like, Boy isn't the same guy. Yes, it is. <laughs> he lives in the storeroom. <laughs> he is a boy, and he lives and breathes Nova, and he just got made redundant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't we all? But, um, uh, but he, you, you, you loved the cheerleaders growing up, didn't you, Henry? You still the do. cheerleaders, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the Hog's Breath mascot and his curly fries was... Um, the curly fries. Love them. Absolutely love them. They're and just chips that are deformed. from the audience. Who they likes curly so fries? Yeah. It's just that they charge so much more for them and all you did was cut well, a potato Well, wrong. the problem with Hog's Breath is they charge so much more for what is an inferior meal. It's insanely expensive for Hog's Breath. Maybe that's why the guy was, you know, so sexually, sexually. frustrated. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wally Lewis paid us to talk about him positively and badmouth Hog's Breath. It was yeah. a weird deal. We, uh, he had <laughs> fries, erectile mm. dysfunction. That's why it was... Yeah, too right. Just figure it out. Um, <laughs> Use your know. own brain. Oh, oh, yeah. I, well, talking of the cheerleaders, one of my earliest memories you was loved like... Them. We... When I was a young man in, uh, and I was at a new school and I met uh, someone who I'm sure he won't mind. Um, his name was Tom Sparksman and he's one of the hornier blokes you'll ever meet in your life. And he, he and I used to, he would kind of come up and be like, oh, what's it like? Uh, you know, what, who's, who's the hottest girl? And, you know, you, you used to be like, oh, Fergie. Um, <laughs> that was your go-to hottest girl. My humps in a was world, in, the, in a world where Scarlett <laughs> Johansson exists. She wasn't. She, I, was, I forget you're old. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we were like, he goes, all right, here's one for you. Who's your favourite of the Broncos cheerleaders? 
as if they, they have, have like discernible personalities in the marketing <laughs> or anything like that. I was like, I don't know, like the blonde one, like, like I don't know, Crystal Charlene. <laughs> I'm sure there's always it's a honey few bees, of those. mate. <laughs> These guys were dancers. You'd know, mate. Bloody um, no, addiction's serious. <laughs> Get help. Um, um, all right. Oh, my, one of my favourite moments yeah. was, this is like... Um, Another f- Darren Lockyer memory. Many years Gorgeous. ago, fr- family friends of ours, they went to the Broncos training session and they were like, like at Red Hill there and they were on the field watching and then um, they go off because they're done their training and um, they had to go do some coke. And then... Because um, <laughs> it was 10.30 and they're the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> and then Darren Lockyer walks past and they have like a... Pen, like a magic marker and they're like oh can you just sign something and they didn't have anything to sign so they just hold out Jess and Phoebe's arms uh, so they sign their arms Darren Lockyer apparently their mum Suzanne didn't let them shower without a bag over their arm for four weeks and they were just in the shower with full plastic bags all the way up them like a rain poncho sort of thing such as the um, ability to want to I guess accidentally tattoo Darren Legit Lockyer preserve Darren into Lockyer your, into, into your skin um, mm. now I just thought that was a very sweet moment, but it is. It, now, I've got one more thing to say about the Broncos before we move on into bigger and better things. My favourite thing about the Broncos, has anyone seen the way they celebrate a try recently? It's the weirdest thing ever, and Henry, I'll demonstrate it for you with music now. So imagine the Brisbane Broncos just scored a try. This is what you see 40,000 people doing. Like well. like for so long. There's like flamethrowers going off in the background and fireworks and shit. I guess they have the budget because it happened like once this year. Yeah. But they're, they're <laughs> just... Try. Oh shit, get them to perform live. just burn something. But yeah, like people's faces when it happens are just like... Yeah. I don't think people... I don't think the fans realise they don't have to do it because they put up a video of people doing it and everyone's like, well, I guess... I like the idea that they had to make a dance that was simple enough for league fans to learn. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, you know what you do on the weekend? Just that, but up. (laughs) You know what you do to your wife? Just that, but up. (laughs) The union players just doing it behind closed doors. Because they all went boys. to grammar. Just mucking around, Mum. Um, but <laughs> no, oh, the other thing as well is like, obviously that hasn't been cooked up organically because they have like all the graphics. Yeah. That's something that a marketing student from QUT has sat down with <laughs> and been paid a fair bit to come up with. Like, I think if there was a marketing like person now who'd do it, it'd be like, oh, you'd be like, oh. Like a dab? Uh, yeah, dab, yeet, wet ass pussy or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> They look at TikTok and be like, all of that, all of that's a try celebration. It's like, not complicated enough. That try enough. was a savage or something. They'd be like, that, that was, was a, a wet ass try. These are some wet ass conditions. <laughs> I don't cook, I don't clean, I score tries. And you're welcome to Channel 9's commentary <laughs> of the like, state of origin. <laughs> they get like famous Broncos to like, they're like Darren Lockyer being like, that dangly thing that swing at the back of my throat. <laughs> so I can speak. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, and it's a wet ass night here in Brisbane and we're bloody excited. <laughs> Moving on from the Broncos, um, we wanted to talk mm. a little bit about one of our recent favourite parts of Milton. Since moving into the area, this has been my favourite part. The Milton Markets is Incredible. on every Sunday morning from six till midday. Um, and now, not quite late enough for me, because I'm not often rolling out of bed on a Sunday before 11.30, but that's okay. No, and you're missing out on a great croissant. Exactly. Um, or a great breakfast calamari, which our insane housemate does. <laughs> <laughs> it's 9am. Jack, what's the logic behind it? It was one 
<laughs> yeah, you had to. You had to. The fish had your father. <laughs> we well, you finding Nemo three, Jack's calamari. I do think though, for like it's even though it's breakfast, you can justify it because oh, it's like, it feels natural and organic, even when it's fucking eight thousand calories. Oh yeah, you're like, oh well, I guess I need to support local produce. I'll get like a Hungarian pizza burger or whatever it is. Yeah, and then you, a it, langos or something. Langos is a good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This guy loves it. <laughs> we got a Hungarian in the house. Sour cream and heaps of it. <laughs> no, no, but it's healthy if it came from it's a market. It's very healthy. But that's the other weird thing is it's just full of 20-year-olds, 20-somethings who've done all sorts of things to their body on Friday, Saturday night. But it's like, well, if we have an orange juice in the morning, it'll be fine. It gets your serotonin back straight away. <laughs> I do. There was one thing that we very much liked at the Milton Market. So oh, yeah. we, it and we kept us there for about two hours longer than we needed to be. And we didn't talk about this last week because we hadn't seen it yet. But like, there's this. They have a musical act, and the one at the main stage was called Levi and Dad. Mm. These guys are fucking awesome. Mm. So first it's a, interesting thing: the son gets a name. Yeah. The dad is just Dad. Yeah. So I was immediately like, maybe it's not his dad. Maybe it's just anyone's dad for Levi and dad. It would have been worse if it was like Rico and son. I like that the dad <laughs> didn't try and take the limelight for yeah. himself. But, but let's, let's paint a picture of what Levi and dad do because it's fucking awesome. They're a saxophone duo. You, they give you an, like a smattering of songs written on placards. And then and the placards have Velcro. It's the least cool thing you've ever seen. <laughs> And that you have to stick to a board the song you want next. And by sight, with no notes in front of them, they'll just look over and be like, uh, Baker Street. And it's like... Mm. And they just like rip into these solos. And now, it became readily apparent that the son was a lot more talented than the mm. dad. Son's, son's charitably about seven. Dad's like an early 40s midlife crisis bought a guitar. And you can fucking tell. Dad is just like looking at his iPad, trying to get up some guitar notes, doing his best. Son's going fucking ballistic on the saxophone. Yeah, Bleeding Gums Murphy over here is just <laughs> rinsing everybody. And then like, they also, they're a bit fun. You can play like a baby shark and yeah. other ones. Like, they're not bursting out the last post or anything like no, that. But no, they're no. like really a Which fun Which we should band. do next. I love, I highly advise anyone, because all it is, is a piece of plastic with some sharpie on it so if you want to go along bring a sharpie right down the last post we can make them play it 12 times in a row <laughs> the best thing is as well joe obviously had to postpone his 21st he's that young um <laughs> the youngest 48 year old you've ever met in your life <laughs> but joe is like and jack and i are in a spirited campaign to try and get levi and dad to play his 21st when it eventually happens <laughs> we're not having any success on responses to messages <laughs> at this point so i don't know who's running I didn't this know so that. yeah oh, that's fine that's, that's why i revealed he's it a here. great friend this guy yeah it could still happen. It could still happen. You know, you could still turn 21. Um, <laughs> it's COVID, mate. It's never going to happen. But it is a good fun. Now, we should talk about the Newstead Brewing Co. Milton. Yes. Now, do you reckon they? Do you reckon at any point they wanted to change their name to Milton Brewing Co. because it's clearly the better of the two you venues? Know, I think every fucking day, Henry. I think they wake up, see how many people are like, hey, uh, just, yeah, Summer Ale, thanks. With it, it's called Newstead. And they're like, yeah, we fucking get it. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I quite the beer's fine. It smells, but like, mm. it's. Um, I used to <laughs> terrible, terrible trait for a beer. <laughs> yeah, um, you used to do trivia there, didn't you? I used to host yeah. trivia at um, at the Newstead Brewing Co. Milton, and it was like a, it was like quite a popular show. And I would often be down there and like having a good time. Uh, and then the show would end, and then. 
there was always like a real pressure to stay behind with the staff yeah. and the other teams and the stuff. The weirdest thing, because I'd go along to play trivia when Henry's watching. Weirdest thing is watching people who have just come to play trivia with you as their host, believing you're their best friend. Mm. It's like, he's paid for this. It's a job. <laughs> Well, it's like I'm people falling, you know, like being like, oh, yeah, my babysitter was uh, you know, a great friend of mine growing up. It's like, they got paid. <laughs> Your parents- You're saying that because I had dinner with yeah. my former babysitter <laughs> Henry, yesterday. Henry had dinner with his 89-year-old babysitter on Wednesday night at 5.30 p.m. And I couldn't, I couldn't fucking deal with it. it was Margaret's so a funny. fucking saint. <laughs> it was and she's less of a babysitter than a third grandma. <laughs> I got a lisp because I'm so passionate about <laughs> it. Blah, 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 Margaret's a fucking the third grandma. Um, cool. Yeah, cool. You did, I mean, no. Nah, Toasting trivia there was good because it was a very open space and we got to do fun games like paper plane competitions. Or or, because Henry was the host, he always got to do fun games like how fast can Henry scull a beer (laughs) and how fast can Henry eat a cake? It became so rapidly apparent. How fast can someone here date Henry? (laughs) But um, you're going to tell him again how you're not single. (laughs) Oh, that joke was written a while ago. I have a girlfriend now. Couldn't wait. Uh, Couldn't wait. She's still not here. Um, <laughs> but she goes to another school. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know her. She lives in Canada. <laughs> she doesn't have Facebook. She's over. She can't fly over. No, she actually looks a lot better in real life than Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, trivia names we wrote down. Oh, yeah. You just get yeah. every week on TV oh. come up to you at the Newstead Brewing Co. Milton and be like, now, how edgy are we allowed to be? And you'd be like, it's fine. They'd be like, oh. Quiz in my pants. <laughs> quiz like, on my face. You'd be like, quiz Lamech State. Yeah. And, and you're right, there'd forever be, and anyone who is who's played trivia has seen Trivia Newton John. Yeah. It's just not fucking funny. Quiz <laughs> Tima Aguilera was a little. Oh, lower. that's trying so hard. Yeah. Now, was, what do you reckon's worse, trivia names or touch names? Oh, touch names. Because they're a fucking nightmare. Touch, touch names are terrible. Touch names because it's officers, social lawyers with no personalities are 33 being like, call it carbolic smoke touch. I don't know. <laughs> like, we're called, funny. The, we're called the MC Hammers because you can't touch us. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck off, mate. And then everyone gets so excited about it and you're like, mate. Honestly, Genevieve, if you wanted a corporate lawyer to touch you on the waist once a week, just get a job at his firm. Holy <laughs> shit. It'll happen. Um, Too right. We, oh, one of the, the, be, oh, the best trivia name I got was one team who had never come. It was their first time. They write it down quietly. I get up. I'm announcing it in front of like 170 people. And I go, and uh, team 15 tonight, their uh, first time here tonight. It's, I wish this microphone was my dad's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 but Henry, what was their trivia name? (laughs) Got him by the short and curlies. Uh, Just quickly, we just got texted a trivia name. Quiz Close Trust. (laughs) 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 Not even trying to be funny. Park Road is the last (laughs) thing we'll talk about in um, contemporary. Uh, Park Road is weird. Why is there an Eiffel Tower there? It's so European I've seen in a way that no one was asking for. And here's the other thing. I've been to Park Road and eaten a few times. It's predominantly Italian food. Mm. Why didn't they have yeah, like a yeah, fucking yeah. Coliseum? Or well, like a leaning it. tower pizza where you can do the funny photo where you're holding it up. Mm. It's very funny. That would have been hilarious. But mm. yeah, and it's like... But you, you've, uh, you had some... Well, one European thing about Park Road is it's the only place where you're allowed to put your dogs in bars. Mm. But I think it's a huge downside because I was having like a great beer the other day. I just saw, you know when people shave every part of their dog but the head? Yeah, I saw that it was fucking disgusting and I nearly vomited in my tropical sour. That's all I have to say. 
There's a reason we're not Europe and it's a good one. Yeah, it's fair. Oh, well, I was in Europe once and this dog like fully attacked like Katie and then they were just like, oh, sorry, they run the show. It's like they're just done. <laughs> There's a third way, guys. Yeah, no. I, Weirdly anti-dog show this has become. <laughs> it is funny. You go to the Eiffel Tower, you get it. Imagine if you could like, because a lot of people's exchange got cancelled, you could just go mm. there, get a little selfie with the Eiffel Tower and yeah. be like, oh. Get a little si- selfie, do ketamine with a guy from Leeds. Be like, oh, it's exchange. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woohoo! I love kick-ons. <laughs> Call me Jay Z and Kanye because I'm in Paris, mm. sending in like a bloody selfie. Have you guys them. heard In a Bloom? It's like, yeah, we all fucking have. <laughs> um, all right, guys, it's probably yeah, that time very of the exciting. night. We have one question that we haven't addressed, so I think it's time to ask officially: Does Milton fuck? Fuck! 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 fuck. Look at this. Very high tech. <laughs> oh yeah. For those in the cheap seats, it's Anne Hathaway in the kitchen and Velma (laughs) for Are You Okay Day. Joe, does Milton fuck? Uh, Absolutely. I think you can't have a suburb that sees Broncos players come to it every week and not fuck. They would motor through like 70, 80 odd a week. They're they're legendary. Yeah, I'd agree. Terrible, but great. Because the markets definitely don't fuck. But <laughs> why? Because there's so much fruit. Yeah, but it's very romantic to go there after you've fucked. Oh, but that's not fucking. No, you're right. <laughs> why do I want to fuck fruit? And you're on the other side of this. I, uh, We've all seen Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Going off that, about eight people have. <laughs> um, a lot of people are like, oh, sorry, son. Oh, yeah. No, I'd say it fucks because I had a... I had a sexually interesting experience with it. I was... Always we all you. know the rumours around Anthony Seabold and his whole fucking Jason Bourne cyberspace attempt mm. to find out who posted these rumours about him online um, that came from Katoni Staggs, mm. probably the best player at the moment in the Broncos, and revenge porn got released uh, by an ex-girlfriend of his a few weeks ago. Mm. All over the internet, this video was everywhere. And... I was at a 21st a few weeks ago, um, and then not yours. No. And then... It's cruel of you to bring up such things, but how do you... And then we're sitting there, and then it's like... Um, there, there was the, the, the host's boyfriend who was, like, really nice guy, but, like, quite quiet and reserved, and we're sitting around... He's almost mute, isn't he? No, I wouldn't say that. He was just, like, quite Is quiet. Is he here or, like... No. <laughs> um, wouldn't hear him. And... <laughs> You wouldn't know. <laughs> but he, and we're sitting around and I think the girls were off like opening the presents of, mm. the, of the birthday girl and we're sitting on the couch and we're just like, and I was like, I'll, I'll go for NRL here. It's mm. a generally safe, safe topic. Bet. And I was like, oh, you know, the Broncos are going so bad, etc. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know it sucks. And then I was like, I mean, what a, just off the field, what a disastrous season. It's been going so terribly. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, just what happened with Katoni Staggs and all that revenge porn. He goes, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> and I was like, no. And, he goes, and you, you'd been avoiding watching it by this point, hadn't you? Of course I have. It popped it up. up in a few group chats and I couldn't resist. Did you hear like... It's like a, it's like a beheading video. The Dwyer family <laughs> group chat is uh, <laughs> an interesting place. Popped up in the me and dad chat. <laughs> the me, dad and Darren Lockyer. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> and then... But like... Anyway, so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, no, I haven't. And he goes, do you want to? 
I've never seen a man get a phone out faster <laughs> and a group message up. And I'm just, I was like, oh my God. But I, you, you can't look away. Um, it's so good for him. He comes off incredible. <laughs> it's not revenge porn. It builds him up. He has the best abs I've ever seen. He's Huge. covered in tats. He's Huge doing. Dick. He's putting in an Anzac's effort. It's, <laughs> it he's was a trooper. I don't know what the ex-girlfriend thought was being achieved by releasing this because yeah. I was like, if anything, everyone was like, nice. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe what she was trying to get at is there's something a little bit weird about sucking toes. Maybe yes, which is true. Maybe. And that, maybe. <laughs> you don't think there's anything weird about sucking toes? You're not actually going to do this. You want to get a settled answer on this? <laughs> now, there's, there, there's a story that went unmentioned at the last live show. Mum, the show's over and I think your parking's run out. It's well, well, Henry, I knew your girlfriend was coming to the first show and your mum was coming to the you second. You intentionally knew Georgia was coming to the first show and didn't yeah, bring so this I up. Thought I'd, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd save this for the Guys, second. Guys, it's been a great show. Uh... <laughs> no, I control the tech, so Shit. you're on my dime, son. Oh, go for it. I don't care. So Henry had a great experience uh, that started, we all do, at the Milton Maccas. And I, and I was away. I was on exchange for this. So this is largely hearsay, but I can guarantee it's all true. It's not. Uh, Henry had had a great night out with this young girl. The name escapes me because we're going to release this episode. <laughs> what? Just great that it escaped you. <laughs> She'll never know. He has a great night out with this girl uh, and they go, they end up at Milton Macca's, what, 3.30am, 4am, it's been a bit flirty. And, you know, she's been dancing all night long and, and her feet are tired. So in the middle of filthy, disgusting Milton Macca's at 4am, 4am on a Saturday morning, she takes her shoes off. And just starts walking around the place. It was the weirdest thing. She went into the playground. Uh, just soaking up. Oh, and you know, if you've ever been a kid barefoot in the Macca's playground, that's a thick film of, like, <laughs> faux rubber there. But nothing will stop Henry Bretts. So, <laughs> so you go back to someone's place. No. I understand that, you know, what's, what do you call it when you're sleeping, you know, you're at a hotel with your cousins. The closing. You're at a hotel with your cousins and your head's here and, like, you know, their feet are there and... Uh, head to toe. Head to toe. So they're on a couch head to toe. No. And Henry sees these toes. No, don't, don't actually do this, bro. <laughs> he sees Shut them. up, Dom Sester. <laughs> he sees the toe and they're so inviting. And he goes, this little piggy went right in my mouth. <laughs> and so... So, Henry, I've got to ask. It's an episode about Milton. How does the floor of Milton Macca's taste? It tastes like Brisbane. Folks, uh, this has been Unpacking Brisbane. Thank you so much for coming. We'll call Thank it you very much. You've been, you've been an awesome crowd. Thanks for coming out. Woo! And um, we've got like five medium t-shirts we can sell. So if you want those, hang on.